Hello, everyone. Since this is either a highlight, a standalone book, or the first episode in a series, I'm jumping in to remind you what the rules are for this podcast. First rule is no real people stories. That means that any details from our own lives are merely anecdotal. We do not read books about real people, and we are not reading historical fiction. The second rule is that we are basing our analyses off of how the author treats characters and what they put them through. We are not judging the accuracy of the trauma, the accuracy of any actual conditions that may be portrayed, nor the authenticity of a character's reaction to that trauma or that particular condition. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The hosts are not trained professionals, and their opinions come solely from personal experience. In this episode, we discuss fictional depictions of trauma and violence that may not be suitable for all audiences. Please take care of yourselves. Specific content warnings for each episode can be found in the show notes. Events in the media are discussed in approximate order of escalation. This episode contains spoilers. Robin, and this fortnight on Books That Burn, we have a guest. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Taylor. I'm their younger sibling. Yes. And we are going to talk about Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller, because apparently we like crying. Um, <laughs> so uh, for our factions, we have Achilles, Patroclus, Briseis, Thetis, Didymea, Phyrus, Chiron and Hector and probably assorted other names from the Trojan War that may or may not come up. There's just so many of them. So uh, our first topic is exile. So this is a retelling of the relationship between Patroclus and Achilles and the reason that Patroclus is even in the path of Achilles at all is at, at minimum in this retelling um, is because Patroclus is exiled to where Achilles lives, Achilles lives for accidentally um, killing a, another child while, while he is himself a child. So uh, yeah, he is sent away from everything and everyone he has ever known and um that is not fun and it's uh, especially hard to make friends when the whole reason that you're there is that you like killed someone and yeah. although something to note is that the other people there do not know why he's there for like the first month so he's kind of cast out from his new group as a loner uh, actually because of the trauma related to what caused the initial boy to die, because one of the younger kids reaches out, it's like, let's play dice! And Patroclus is, like, uh, very upset by that. And so everybody just starts to, like, move away from him and not interact with him. And then it's found out that, oh, he killed a guy. And 
I was going to say, we should talk about why he was exiled in the first place. Um, he is, I think, I'm trying to remember if he was, a f- like, if the other person, the other person was just trying to steal from him, right? Or, like, physically grab the other the person he was holding. was trying to take the dice from him. That's right. That's right. And it it escalated into Patroclus defending himself. Which, and then the other kid, um, I think he slammed him into a tree? No. Okay, so what happens what ha- what, here- if you, You've read it more recently than me. Uh, I would at, like just be atop this knowledge until we reach mid-book. <laughs> uh, so what happens is, is that uh, I believe that Patroclus came from the southern coast, and so what he says is when he pushed the boy- this shouldn't have happened. I come from a land of like sand and wheat. And then mm-hmm. he goes, well, I also come from a land of rocks. So what happens is he pushes the boy to get him away from him. And the boy mm-hmm. falls and dashes his head against the rocks. Oh, it is okay. very much an accidental death, but it's also yeah. a death that Patroclus admits I could have known. But also he yeah. was, I want to say, 10. Uh, like there's the... <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I could have known in hindsight as a 10-year-old that is an active I should have known as an adult, but there is right. this, there's no equal culpability there. He was a child. I think in my head, when I read the book, my brain pictured a tree. Um, I think they were in a wooded area, too, so that's not... Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it's it's very much not a thing that was premeditated in any way, and also, like, you know... He he kind of just was I I don't want to say blamed for it because blame is a little bit a- is accurate. He is the one who actually physically pushed this kid. But also like this was very much self-defense. This was not him going out to try and harm somebody. Oh yeah. And and then it 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 creates this, you know, kind of as as you alluded to Taylor, it creates this like uh distance in in the new in his new home where he can't really get close to anybody and you know and the other kids haven't been told anything accurate all they know is that he killed somebody and so well they don't even know that for a month in actually because they they don't don't? know till uh peleus achilles father's comes home all they know is here's this weird sullen kid that comes in uh something i also want to note is that later on uh while achilles and patroclus are still youths is that uh they talk about the event itself and achilles goes mm-hmm. so why didn't you just say it was in self-defense why didn't you lie yeah and then uh, patroclus goes oh i wasn't exiled for killing this kid i was right. exiled because i was not cunning enough to have at least either told the truth about why it had happened or to have lied and say i just found him there uh his exile very much wasn't his exile was as much for the death of the kid as it was the fact that that was not the actions of a suitable cunning heir uh it was a twofold thing and even before that scene uh there's a lot of just his father being super disappointed in him and just kind of not really caring about him as an heir but kind of feeling i guess like stuck with him so to speak um like he's not he's not treated very well until then he's not you know treated as a fully like 
real independent child who's trying to learn and grow and and be a kid he's he's treated as a disappointment oh absolutely and i think this is showcased in by the scene where he and his father go to uh put in their hands for mm-hmm. the in the marriage oh, of Helen yeah. because his father's <laughs> like yes marry my son but also in my palace you will be my queen and I will take care of you because he wasn't actually sending Patroclus no he was sending himself but he can't very well do anything to his wife so right. his son is a proxy Patroclus was never really viewed as his own person in his home kingdom I, I honestly and feel like that's one of the big reasons that he and Achilles really care about each other, because neither of them is really, I guess, seen as a person, as themselves, and they, but they're, but they see each other that way, and they actually, like, talk to each other about things they care about. They're not just, you know, their title or their expectation or whatever to each other. So, oh yeah, that's definitely, like, a huge bit of it, and, like, as much as I, like, well... Especially when we uh, get into our like last topic, we'll talk about some of the qualms that I have with this. But um, one of the things that I did love about this is it explains why someone would like, because Achilles is generally like, if you are being faithful to historical character, like throughout time characterizations of Achilles, he is not a pleasant person. <laughs> and it is very difficult to... Um, before reading this, I would have thought it'd be hard to be like, yeah, no, here's why Patroclus cares about him and loves him. And like, if you're going to write an entire book about an asshole, uh, this is a really good shot at showing that kind of person through the eyes of someone who loves him. And yes, absolutely a huge part of 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 why in this version they like fit together is actually seeing each other as people rather than means to an end that's that's absolutely part of it although something i will note for uh peleus himself is that uh I think he kind of did see Achilles. I think he saw both Achilles and Patroclus, which is why you have those knights uh, in front of the fire where uh, he's just going in and telling them stories, treating them like the children that they are. Oh, yeah. Like, there's definitely uh, But he's issues. not their peer. <laughs> yeah, oh. Th- they are never seen That's as what I mean. by their peers. Uh, right, but, but like, of the people who were potential romantic prospects... Right. Or even just potential friends. That is, yeah. Like, right. to think, each yeah. other, they aren't, like, because anyone else, like, around Achilles, they're trying to, I don't know, trying like, to hoping him. his martial prowess is going to rub off on them, <laughs> or that, like... Or they're actively vying um, to be his therapon. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I yep. thought we were talking in the general uh, sense, not specifically uh, with his peers, and then, yeah, I see that. No, no, absolutely. I mean, like, yeah, he's also getting used by adults in his life. Like, yeah. that's also a thing. But yeah. of the reasons why he would end up with Patroclus. I mean, but it's... but you're right, though. Like, his his dad does is probably the only adult I think we see on screen who treats him as a person. Uh, Chiron. Because <laughs> his mom does not. His mom does or not. Or Chiron, yeah. Sorry, uh, yeah, Chiron. Yeah, Chiron like... and Peleus. And then the Phy- Phynox? 
uh, I think, treats Patroclus as a person. But I don't really remember seeing him interacting with Achilles that much right. until after the decision to go to Troy. Right. Right. But if you have so few people that even, like, treat you as an independent human being with your own decisions and things that you care about, you know, it's it's hard not to... It, it, it's easy to, to see why you would end up caring about the people who do, and it's easy to see how that kind of relationship is, you know, I mean, obviously is very important to them, but, like, you know, it, it makes more sense, I think. And I think the author did a really good job of putting that in context. Oh yeah, this book could not have started anywhere than when it did. Uh, like, right. It has to have... Oh, I guess we could just call him Phoenix. The spelling that they used is oh, okay. just a Greek spelling, but if you look him up, he's just Phoenix. Uh, but back on my original topic, I think... I think uh, what uh, drew Achilles to Patroclus in the first place is that uh, Patroclus is like, hey, just lie to your dad. <laughs> okay you're wondering yeah. why i'm here in this storeroom well protect me lie to your dad and keelis is just like oh like oh i option yes <laughs> no one's ever been this bold to me before okay yeah. <laughs> i've given him the chance to play on this beautiful liar and he has decided to just watch me Okay, right. he is now my therapon. I've known him <laughs> for a day, and I would kill for him. Like I, <laughs> I do not think you could have started this book anywhere else. All right, uh, this topic is an end of book spoiler, um, but. Honestly, if you decided to read this book, you're probably reading it because you want to know how things get to here. <laughs> so, um, end of book spoilers abound. We put this before our third topic because of severity, but this is more spoilery than our third topic will be. Okay, so, uh, Patroclus, um, dies. Uh, <gasps> Spoilers. I know, I know. And if you're like, what? How? Just go back and read read the book. It's it's fine. It's only a hundred thousand words. You can do it. <laughs> I made through half of it in like five hours. I promise you it's doable. Or if you don't care about knowing what's going on, just jump straight to chapter 32. No! That's the worst. Yeah. Th- no, one, you have to jump straight to chapter 31. Because you oh, get, sorry, sorry. Uh, for uh, reference, uh, for reference, chapter 31 is immediately after Patroclus dies, and it is Achilles' reaction. And then the rest mm-hmm, of the book mm-hmm. is uh, Patroclus' ghost, just So chilling. anyway, um, yeah, so Patroclus is kind of, like, cursed or bound in a way that means that, like, he can't... I- because of the way his remains were disrespected. Yeah, it's not it's yeah. not that he is bound to Achilles. It's that in in the context Gre- of this book, the way the book is written, you can't anyone treated the anyone way not given been, correct burial rights. Issue. Yeah, anyone correct yes. not given correct burial rights is stuck. And like, yep. Yep. <laughs> he was disrespected and not given the burial rights because of how who he was, and he was just not treated well. But like. Yeah. Of, just 
<laughs> so there was a series of errors that happened. One, okay, so... <laughs> That's one way of describing uh, it. <laughs> isn't this book called A Comedy of Errors? Wait, no. A series of unfortunate <laughs> events. A tragedy Wait, of errors? No. <laughs> well, it's not a comedy. <laughs> A tragedy of errors? A series of unfortunate events, I think, is what I'm looking at right here. (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. You guys should cover that. I'm, I'm, uh, we'll, we'll talk off recording. (laughs) I'm doing a reread. I, okay. Okay, uh, so, point being, uh, this is a disrespect on a lot of levels, but the most understandable level, I think, is... Achilles' level, because Achilles just really wanted to be buried with Patroclus, so he was waiting until he was dead. Uh, Which is a very grim way to view it, but also Achilles did know that he was going to die. This is not in his mind leaving Patroclus' soul hanging in uh, perpetuity. Perpetuity. Uh, Yeah, he was just, I'm going to be dead soon, so bury me with him. Uh, This was not any sort of anger or malice prophecy plus revenge will do that Uh, (laughs) and then uh for then we get into oh this was actual disrespect uh with the fact that he wasn't buried with achilles sooner was because the people uh odysseus and agamemnon agamemnon that guy Agamemnon. Anemone? No. Uh, (laughs) That's the word that goes in my head anytime anybody ever, including myself, has issues pronouncing anything with mem. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Finding Nemo. So the issue there is that they don't immediately bury Achilles and Patroclus together because they are trying to figure out where to put the monument to Achilles. Uh, and they're like, no, we can't do it on the field without getting in the way, but uh, he was the best of all Greeks. And then, uh, so this was not, again, not in spite to Patroclus, but rather just, I guess, whatever bureaucracy was then, bureaucratic, bureaucratic squabbling, uh, which unfortunately led to uh, my least favorite character in most things I've ever read. Uh, are we calling him Pyrus? That's what I've been saying. Yeah, uh, Pyrus, uh, Achilles' son, uh, he steps in and forbids it that Patroclus should be buried with Achilles. Which uh, was nice and respectful of him, but also, like, I personally didn't expect that. No, it wasn't nice or respectful of him. It was a complete disrespect to Achilles uh, for what he actually wanted. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but I, I definitely expected, uh, when we got to this part of the book, it it led up to where you could easily, or at least I was inferring, like, they're never going to be buried together, and, like, I was expecting this to be that kind of an ending, and then it wasn't. Oh, oh well, well, the reason why they're ultimately, because they, the monument had both of their bodies, it was just that the Patroclus' name wasn't yeah. engraved on the stone. It was the... The actual burial rite of of adding his name. Yeah. Uh, the reason why his name got added to the stone was actually because he shared... Uh, Patroclus, as a hovering shade, uh, shared his memories of Achilles with Thetis. And so she, for once in the entire book, did a nice thing and yeah. etched his grave. Finally. It's about time. Oh my gosh. I, f- I feel bad for her and I hate her in equal measures, but I just hate Pyrus. 
It's just like, okay, so I love retellings. Like, and, and one of the things I love retellings are like, about retellings is like what you can do with the source material and like how much you change it and whatever. And the thing about wading into Greek mythology is first of all, no matter whatever you pick, there's an equally canon thing that says you're wrong. It was also, or instead or whatever this other thing. But with all of that, it is hard to get away from certain characters just kind of like being railroaded into being shitty <laughs> if you're going to have them generally speaking true to what's going on. Like if you've got fluffy Zeus, you have messed up. I something. would, Disney, you messed I up would something. like a golden retriever Zeus though. <laughs> no, everyone wants to go to Retriever Zeus. Swan Zeus is what you get. I'm sorry. Can um, I get like a swan? But anyway, like, like, yes. <laughs> Look, Corgi Cerberus, amazing. <laughs> doesn't <laughs> doesn't detract from the character. But but anyway, like so. But Theodos is one of these characters where like I I. It's hard. It's hard to have a sympathetic portrayal of her where you still, like, have her do what she did. Um, like, it's it's not impossible. And, like, I, I would love at some point to, like, you know, have something that treats her more sympathetically. But, like, overall, like, the the, the women in this book get... Um, uh, not, it's, it's not a great time. It's just, it's just Welcome not the like their mythology. options are exactly like their options are awful. And even though, like, I, I like how fetus, like doing this thing at the end is kind of like a redeeming thing. It's also like. Right, I see what you did. It is too little, too late. I'm sorry. I still don't like you. Um, no, no, no. Thank you. Thanks, but no thanks. So I think this portrayal of Thetis is actually probably one of the most sympathetic you can get of her, which is oof without it being <laughs> yep. from her perspective. Oh, I'm loving hating her in Lore Olympus. So like, I, I get it. Yes, exactly. But like. Uh, uh, just like this is yeah. like the most you can do with her because like without it being explicitly well and this is what happened to me and then this is how my son was raised by humans and then this was like it, 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 this is i think the kindest you can be to her without it being from her viewpoint and even then she just mm. sucks yes mm-hmm yeah. Uh, although I am really glad that she did etch Patroclus's name onto the stone, because if she would not, I would be I would be rabid right now. I would be <laughs> tearing at things with my teeth. Uh cannot cannot take this snub. It is unbearable. Uh yes. the first time I read this book, I was crying for two whole days. Uh I was supposed to hang out with a couple of friends and I drove up to my partner's house sobbing. I fell into his arms <laughs> sobbing. I tried to explain. Uh, and then 
Uh, my partner's like, oh, it's a book, isn't it? And I was just like, you don't understand <laughs> what I've gone through. Because <laughs> uh, also, when I first read this, I was not aware of... Like, I was, like, kind of aware that, like, oh, there was Achilles, and he was this guy, and there was Patroclus, oh, and, like... Oh, no, you didn't know? I went into it knowing oh, that they no. were tragic Greek heroes. Oh, no. I did not know much <laughs> no. more than that, because you guys know how I was educated. Like, this was the best-case scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, I, I knew, I went in knowing, oh, it's, like, this retelling, and it's gonna be kind of gay, and I like that. And then I was like, oh... Oh, Patroclus is gonna die here, isn't he? Oh, oh, god, oh, fuck, oh, god. Sorry. Um, it was, no, I literally, that's that's how I first came away, because I was not aware. Uh, See, wow. I, I came to this after getting to play Hades in early access, which meant that I had been playing Hades for about a year and a half longer than it was generally speaking most people were playing Hades so I was like steeped in like Achilles and Patroclus and a version of them that is already dead and so I was like yeah no this is this is where it's going this is where it's headed this is always where it was going to be it wasn't always Um, that way and 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 I come to it I came into it having uh just known a lot of Greek mythology, including this, and also mm-hmm. definitely having a lot of books where characters die at the end. Uh, and yep. was like, ah, very nice. Good job. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no trauma here. Uh, my Greek mythology before this was Percy Jackson, or it's entirely focused on the stories of the gods themselves. Uh, I was uh, never really yeah. into the heroes themselves, because I think I watched, I at some point growing up, I watched the Hercules movie, and then I learned the story of Hercules, <laughs> and I went, mm-hmm. oh, I don't like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that that switch from Hercules to Heracles is uh, something. Uh, something yeah. to be said yep. for the game yep. Hades, playing Hades was a healing process. After reading this? Uh, yeah, because what happened was I read this about good, over a year good. ago. Uh, and then I started playing Hades about six months ago. And I only recently got Patroclus and Achilles back together. And just chipping down bit by bit, trying <laughs> like- to get them to just talk to each other. That was incredibly yeah. healing, which is why I think I'm not crying right now. <laughs> Yeah, because now you've gotten Good. to see the after, and it's better. Yeah, you've got the upset about his mistakes, and they get together again, and uh. it's fine. They're fine. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just imagining going from the deaths at the end of this book to Achilles just there. Hey, lad, I've been training you your whole life. What up? I'm sad. Oh, uh, <laughs> like, you're killing me. That, you're- that sounds like an interesting transition. Oh, uh, but this was like a transition broken by a couple of months. And there's also a song uh, by okay. the youths, I believe, called Achilles Come Down. And I think Sam had to stop me from oh, listening yeah. to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that it's- one. If I'm thinking about uh, right yeah, one. I, I uh, but like I have it on my playlist, and I have to skip over it every time because it just brings me to this. Why is it on your playlist? Then? <laughs> it's a good song. Uh, it just it. Oh, yep, yep. It's it's the one. I'm it just brings of. me to this point of despair. Oh, it's. <laughs> I'm also googling. It's the only I don't know the thing song. That this 
It's the only thing this band has ever done where that is in my liked songs, actually. <laughs> so, you know. French yeah. language sample is in the lyrics. I wonder what that uh, is. Uh, uh, but, yeah, anyway, uh, uh, Patoclus' uh, whole fate is what really gets to me, because it's the one thing that feels... Like, um, Achilles is always going to die. And you spend the mm-hmm, whole book yep. with Patroclus knowing that Achilles was going to die first, and Patroclus <laughs> trying and failing to prepare himself for that, and actively doing stuff to delay Achilles' death. And then, to save Achilles' honor, he gets himself killed. And then he's... <laughs> Not just disrespected in life by Thetis, but disrespected in death by Achilles' son. Mm-hmm. Multiple times, because uh, I think uh, initially when Pyrrhus comes in, they're like, well, uh, Achilles wanted their ashes to be mingled together. And Pyrrhus is like, what, this commoner? No. And then with Briseis, like, she's like, hey, uh, could you do this? And Pyrrhus is like, no. And then Odysseus is like, after being haunted by Patroclus, Odysseus is like, hey, so I would actually, when I die, I'd like to be buried with my wife. Uh, and Pyrus is like, what does that have to do with anything? And Odysseus is just like, <laughs> you know, Patroclus was also like an exiled prince. He wasn't just a commoner. And Pyrus is like, I don't care. Yeah. And I'm like, but. And before we move on to the last topic, like, I do want to go ahead and, like, like specifically say, like, it's classism. It is also some homophobia going on. It's, like, why is, like, not wanting to grant this relationship the importance that it had in life. And um, that's, like, definitely a thing that was happening in this I also think that uh, part of this was Theus is doing as well. Because while she ultimately Mm -hmm. uh, etches Patroclus' name onto the stone, she also raises Pyrrhus, and she has never had any love for Patroclus. I would like to state that some of this initial distaste for this commoner is because that is all that Theus had referred to him by. Oh, I'm, um, I was assuming so. Him. Yeah. On to our final topic, uh, which is rape. Um, saying rape instead of sexual assault because there's uh, a it's very explicit. Sig- Yep, yep. It is specifically that like sexual assault can encompass a bunch of things that include. Um, but are also sometimes less than rape. This is definitely rape. Um, okay. So the thing is, uh, dear audience, if you are at all familiar with Greek mythology, you will know that there are a whole lot of uh, people who, um, a whole lot of characters in the stories who exist because of a bunch of non-consensual sexual stuff. Uh, including, but not limited to Achilles himself, um, because his mom Thetis was raped by Peleus in order to make Achilles. And because of, like, prophecy, like, God's doing stuff, Thetis does believe that she was raped in order for Achilles to exist because the gods wanted this hero. So, with that, 
uh, Achilles was also specifically why she had a mortal assailant, uh, was because they wanted to temper mm-hmm. the power of what her child would be. Uh, because yes. the, her child was always going to surpass his father. And that's problematic if the father is Zeus hearkening back God. to, like, Kronos. Uh, uh-huh. so, hence Peleus, and also Peleus was favored by the gods, and so they're like, two birds, one very unfortunate stone. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's, like, there, there's a lot of it, and also, like, one of the things we do want to, like, make sure to say is that it's not, like, it's only women. Like, Achilles, no. um, Achilles is raped. Like, Achilles... Uh, th- this this version of Achilles is very uh, specific and vocal about not being interested in women at all, um, and I'll well I'll talk about how that feels a bit. Uh, I've got some qualms with that, but in terms of how it relates to this, uh, any sex that he has with a woman that he's not initiate like it's rape. Um, We know this especially because by the time he has, like, the chance to decide whether he wants to sleep with Briseis, the answer is, like, no, why would you bring that up? I have zero interest. Um, He he just likes Patroclus. But uh, Didymea, um, he is staying with, in her house, in her father's household um, at, at the time because of plot stuff. He disguised himself as he a was woman to forcibly try and hide. Disguised. Yeah, yeah. So he none he of the is... situation was his choice. I just I just thought of something that is a parallel that I didn't make when I was reading it initially until we were talking about it now. Sure. Uh, Achilles' mom forced him to be in the same situation that she was in. Mm. Yeah, almost yeah. exactly. For the same reason. Because she was also content to have him stay there uh, for an unspecified period of time until the warships left. And Thetis herself was forced to stay with Peleus for a year. Uh, And and if you make the parallel of uh, her coat, her cloak being stolen as to him being under disguise, that's really the only, like, deviation. Um, That's pretty gross, huh? It's also, the yeah. worst thing is, is Thetis specifically facilitates it. It wasn't just yep. Dedimea taking it upon herself. That's, it was Thetis that's what supervising I'm yeah. it grossly yeah. and unfortunately and tragically. And, yeah. Ugh. Thetis is like, I know this worked. It happened to me. <laughs> Here. Yeah. 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 And and so, like, Achilles ends up married to Dedimea, um, and he doesn't, like... He doesn't like women. He doesn't like her. He doesn't want to sleep with her. And um, they end up having a child. And that ends up um, <laughs> being very bad for everyone involved later That's on. That's really horrific Also, they only slept together twice. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've got, like, demigods involved. So that, I mean, of the, thi- like, I, I don't even pause at that. I'm like, oh, no, of course of course, in this context, that's going to happen. It happens in real life often enough, and then now you've got gods involved. Nah, it, it's gonna. Um, but, uh, so, 
Patroclus is also coerced into sleeping with Didymea. Um, it, it, well, I want to be very, very clear. Uh, I, I don't think it's. It's been long enough since I read this. Was that one raised uh, too? Patroclus makes an that, active decision at some point that this would be yeah. better for her if he did this. Well, let's po- let me better for her, and then they're even. Uh, <laughs> and Achilles are somehow even. yeah, and they're still in a very um he he. They're in a very coercive situation. And let me add this. Uh, not that it was completely uh, his decision either, because there was an aspect of if you, because I think uh, he goes to comfort her. She's like, I, I can, and I can flip back to this, but she's like, actually, I don't want to see you. He goes to leave. And then she goes, I will yeah. call the guards on you if you leave. And he's just like, I don't know yeah. how to help. And then... And that might be slightly out of order, but at some point he does go to try to leave and she is like, if you go, I will call the guards. But also in that scene, there is an active decision to, this is what would make her feel better. I cannot do anything else. I cannot give her Achilles' attention or love. He actively says he's tried to make Achilles be kinder to her. Uh, But Achilles just has no interest at all. Uh, So this is the bit of solace he can give her which is a really i don't quite like saying it like that but that's really how it comes across like i think if patroclus Mm -hmm. i think he could have not i think there was a bit of option afforded to him there uh it was still a bad definitely for him specifically but it wasn't uh, it wasn't like this is definitely one of those situations where um there are there are certain kinds of situations where they the 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 framing and what's going on removes any it removes someone's ability to meaningfully consent like you know we 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 understand this with alcohol like if someone's drinking like their their brain has been temporarily impaired in a way that means they cannot like you you just you need to not because they can't actually what say that they want this in a way that would have any bearing on whether on how they're going to think about it how they would have thought about it before alcohol and how they will think about it after and just you can't and you know our our you know current state of society is well since you're impaired in this way that means just you don't get to just because they say yes doesn't mean it's consent if they've been drinking. That's just that's just how that works. And um I I think that like and there are situations like this one that where alcohol isn't the reason that that's happening, but like the the whole situation is set up so that consent can't meaningfully be trusted. Um because like I mean, it's Patroclus thinking, like, I don't know how to get out of this coercive situation. I don't know how to make this stop. I would like to not get killed by the guards. Um, so I'm going to try and see if this thing will let um, so, my captor let me go. Oh, well, this thing let them let me so go. So for that specifically, what patroclus does say is that he is untouchable actually in terms of consequence because he is achilles's guest Mm -hmm. 
uh, the dynamics. But he's also worried about Achilles. Yeah, but there's something in that scene where he specifically yeah. says that he is invulnerable to any sort of consequence if something were to go wrong in this. Like, that's not the threat she thinks it is. Like, I can go back to it. But the uh, yeah. pressure, like, he is, it's very much, like, there is explicit, the pressure on him is not the same. Oh, um, Whether or not... Whether or not Didamea is right that that's what would happen, that is the situation that she's trying to set up. Yes. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, she must have planned this, I realized. She knew that Achilles was away. Uh, you have not given me leave to speak. She hits him. The, yeah, the, you're very right. Like That is the setup that she put together. Yeah, like I, I don't think I don't think it makes it like better or like less icky that she was wrong about what those yeah. power dynamics actually were because that is what she was trying to set up, whether or not like she was right. Um uh Yeah. And like oh, uh we're uh all of this undid a man, and we haven't even talked about Bresis. Uh, we need to make sure to talk about Bresis because Bresis doesn't actually get raped, but there's repeated a, a yeah, she she's threatened with it. Um, the only reason in this version that she doesn't get raped is because this version is a no, Achilles is completely gay, not interested in women, and once he has Bresis, he doesn't try to do anything with her. Like, in this version, that is why she doesn't get raped. Although, I um, do think that's a inversions... minor service to Achilles' character in this book as well. I think, had he had interest in... Well, re- remember, we're talking about this from the perspective of what decisions the author made and how they're telling this story. Yes, but I don't think... And... In other versions, Achilles rapes her. Like, that is, like, in most other versions of the myth, that's what happens. Yes. Is that Bresis is raped by Achilles. And so, right, in this one, he doesn't. and But he also doesn't meaningfully recognize his her humanity. And that is, um, that is a thing that Patroclus is just horrified by. Like, Achilles isn't upset at the idea that Bresis might get raped. He's just not interested in being the one to do that. And so he doesn't like object to Agamemnon trying to steal her in order to have her as his sex slave. But Patroclus is like totally fine with that. uh, Sorry, Achilles is totally fine with that being what Agamemnon does to to Bresis and Patroclus like that's part of like the rift between them at at the end um is tension over over whether or not they're recognizing that Bresis is more than just a war prize she's a person um and oh like Okay, I think like the whole I I think mm-hmm. from the standpoint of the author is making a deliberate decision, I think we have to yes look at it the way it was done in this book 
because yes. it is a retelling, which means, yes, there are other source materials and other materials we could pull from, but they aren't written by this author. Well, that's true. So and I think you're both right. However, <laughs> I, it doesn't really matter because we're talking about this author and this retelling and not the whole of all of the things that have happened to retell the story. Right. And, and in this retelling, Achilles is okay with her hypothetically being raped. He's just yeah, that's he, not he is interested not the one in doing that. Yeah. Like, Patroclus is upset with Achilles. Yeah. That yeah. he's okay with it. Um, and, uh, I mean, th- this is part of, like, why I was saying that, like, if you're ever going to have a story where I like Achilles, it-, it would be this one where he's seen through the eyes of someone who loves him. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of it, oh, I still don't like Achilles. Because <laughs> if you're, if, um. Yeah, that's, if the, that's, uh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway, I have said my piece yeah. on Achilles and Briseis. Um, I will not be like Patroclus because... to fall upon my sword for him. I <laughs> Yeah, no. no. Uh, you don't need that. I will say that I think the statement that the only reason that he doesn't in this retelling is because he can be read as gay. I think that's a disservice to I his character that... Uh, that we've mm-hmm. seen that we that we've seen. Uh, uh, I I agree with I agree with that. Uh, I like I do not think that if he had interest in women at all, uh, that he would have been oh, he, that he as a character, if we just change that aspect, that he would have suddenly because it was very much a, a disinterest in Briseis herself. It, I don't think I don't think turning that to maybe there was an interest to him, that doesn't equal him being okay with doing that. Now, the fact that he is apathetic or, at worst, okay with letting this happen to her, that's not, that's awful and bad. But I do not think that translates into if he had interest, he would, if he was attracted to her potentially, that he would have done it. I, I think that's a disservice yeah. to the whole so telling that I wanna, no, Patroclus tries to I, view of, like, I, I actually, him. I agree with that. I think, um... I think that you being okay with somebody else doing something does not translate into you would have done it in certain situations. So uh, I want to be clear that that my my stance that in terms of like the changes that the author made to this character and how the framing is in this particular retelling, the series of decisions that the to me reading it as a person who is bi, um, like my this this one by person that is me my take on it it felt like um because this is in conversation with and in reaction to and out of the legacy of other versions of this story most of which achilles um does rape rhesus in order to not have a main character who is a rapist which you know good call I am in favor of this um, in order to like it, it felt like to me in order to push back and differentiate it. So it's like, no, 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 this version of Achilles didn't do that and wouldn't do that. He's still not an amazing person morally, but that isn't a thing that he would do to me like a non-zero part of that 
is was was accomplished by closing the door on the idea of him being attracted to women and being like, nope, he's not. And so I'm gonna regardless I'm gonna of, yeah. push back really, really that is hard how, on that. Uh, I'm gonna push back I, incredibly hard on that. Me. I'm gonna push back okay. incredibly hard on that because Achilles is also not attracted to the scores of other boys growing up with him before he and Patroclus got together. Uh, also, and also right. in terms you of cannot this, say also in terms of <laughs> yeah. this uh sexual assault rape has very little to do with attraction and everything to do about power yes yep. so it doesn't even matter and that no, achilles i, I know is, that uh the the thing is is like that the exclusive want to be with patroclus isn't his saving grace here it is that his character is not one that forces himself on someone else for power and that's, I think, my objection here. It's not that it's just, it's not this specific, it's not his specific attachment to only Patroclus that prohibits him here. It's that his character does not force himself on others for power, uh, despite and opportunity. Even, yeah, and despite non-rape opportunities, he still doesn't. Even yeah. even with the war, he comes up and says, hey, I'm here to offer the way that people view me and also my own athletic prowess to the war. But at no point does he look around the army and say, you will follow me because like that. He just doesn't do and that. He withdraws his support when he is not comfortable with the way it is being handled and the way and when he is personally slighted. Uh, but like that's very that's he's even when he is given the opportunity to literally try to force people to do what he want he wants he doesn't do it in the same way uh and when it comes to taking a war prize which is a oftentimes humans and b uh he just mm -hmm. uh one he only takes uh Briseis at the prompting of patroclus and then leaves yeah, everything patroclus. else to the rest uh the 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 goods like the actual gold he no, lives with everything i, I like, know there's all very that. little the the power the power aspect isn't there uh so even just like from a writing standpoint i do yeah. not think the exclusive attraction to Patroclus is his only saving grace there. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's only saving. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that that's his only saving grace. I'm saying in terms of like the, the way to me, and this is something where like, I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning specific examples, but it is like a gestalt thing from like the whole feel of, book See, I that i can point to specific examples and I, that is one of them like they were it it to me because it is making a pivot from like in terms of like what decisions the author made it is as a retelling making a pivot from stories where achilles does this thing to making this version of the story where achilles doesn't do that thing and part of that was reinforcing Achilles as only being attracted to Patroclus and that the the feeling of that decision like notice like I don't have any qualms with Patroclus being a person who hypothetically could be interested in Briseis in terms of attraction but like look he's not because he is he only so, wants Achilles. Like uh, so, that. Okay, that so one. Your objection here is like not. Your objection here is that there is a way to have kept his attraction to both. There's, genders, there's a right. There's a way to have a version of Achilles who 
Right. There's a way to have a version of Achilles here who canonically doesn't rape Rhesus, because you're right, it's not about it's not about attraction, it's about power, without having it be, by the way, completely zero attraction to women. Did we okay. look how much he didn't do anything with Rhesus? Because you I, know what? Not interested in women. That's how I, it felt to me. Okay, so. but also he's not our point of view character, and we never actually know his opinions on that, and Patroclus also behaves the same way Achilles does, except the only difference is that we get his point of view. Uh, so it sounds like the story wait, that you would wait. want would be Achilles' Nicole? point of view, and we actually know what he Nicole, thinks. Nicole, we actually do get Achilles's a get point of view on him this. not actively not liking sleeping with women. Yes, uh, he described. We actively we actively get, that. get yeah. that after when he's talking to uh, Patroclus. Uh, but something I will say here is, I kind of. And I'll say this as somebody who I'm realizing after having been in a romantic relationship for about three and a half years now and having identified as bi for two and a half of that is that I am probably most likely asexual. I used the term bisexual because I was like, oh, I have equal interest in both genders. And now I'm like, oh, I have. Ah, a classic. <laughs> and, and and historically, I don't mean to discount this, historically bi people and asexual people were grouped into the same group because the all or none were together. And so that's why I feel comfortable speaking out on this. Uh, as somebody who read this book when I identified as bi, I read that and I went, oh, Patroclus can be read as bi and Achilles can be read as gay. And yep. I don't know. I liked that part of it, I think. I liked... Or, and even then, if, if we go into that, I, I liked, I don't know, I kind of liked Achilles only having eyes for Patroclus. I... No, I mean, that's lovely. That, that's, that's great. I just, I, I have said my piece. I have tried to be clear on it. I did like the book, but that is one of the main things that frustrated me. And it is very related to, like, this particular topic. Which is why I brought it up. That's that's fair. So I think I'll have. I I think I see what you're saying now. It feels like an yeah. erasure of a character who could always who could historically be seen as having attraction to both genders. I guess my point there is I mm-hmm. think other, and this is coming from a point of somewhat ignorance because again I was surprised by the fact that Patroclus died here because <laughs> um, uh, my interaction with Greek mythology yeah. was again Percy Jackson and gods themselves uh right I do not think instances wherein Achilles does uh again rape Briseis I do not think that makes him his character by no, I, think I don't that's... think that that would make him buy. Uh, no, I, I'm not I, saying. I I'm that, not saying yeah. that's what you think. I'm just saying. Uh, to look, I'm not going to argue for <laughs> if you rape both genders, you're by because that no, no, like I. Oh really? We try not to swear on this. Like hell no, that is not that is yeah, not no, what I'm no, saying. But no, I'm saying no. that making making that pivot made it feel like it leaned like really really hard the other way yeah. in a way that I found uncomfortable. And if you didn't find it uncomfortable, cool. But yeah. 
Um, and this is that was that was the sticking point for yeah, me. Yeah, no, obviously, of course. And I'm not I'm not here to say you're wrong. I'm just here <laughs> to say this is not the we did not get the same reading from that from similar points of view. But also, as I know now, I just don't have any interest at all. So that's also where my reading comes from because <laughs> I I actually now three years into dating Sam, I went, huh? I'm probably a romantic. Uh, so from the I don't know. Just from the point yeah, yeah. Uh, of all of this, I come from a very, oh, I thought this, but I'm not, but that's kind of where I thought I was in reading all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, to which I think, I didn't talk about Pyrus, though. Can you believe we've been friends for seven years? And it all started because I compared you to Alana the Lioness. Tamara Pierce really set the tone of our friendship. A love of magic. Briar Moss. Fantasy. Briar Moss. Powerful women. And of course, Briar Moss. Moss. I'm Anna. And I'm MJ. And we invite you to join our circle of friendship. Where we do a chapter-by-chapter deep dive into the Circle of Magic series by Tamara Pierce. We answer important questions like, how does Moonstream let certain dedicates take care of children? Can you imagine anyone else but Mandy Patinkin playing Nico? Knives, Briar. And Knives! Join us every other Monday at cofpodcast.libsyn.com or wherever you download podcasts. But seriously, Knives... This month, we'd like to welcome our new supporters on Patreon, ZDF and Lizzie Bartelt, as well as our awesome patron, Case Aiken, who receives a monthly shout-out. Thank you so much for supporting the show, and if you would like to join ZDF, Lizzie Bartelt, and Case Aiken in keeping the show going, you can check us out on patreon.com slash books that burn. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to the wrap-up and ratings for Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. For our first topic of exile, for the gratuity rating, we... Hmm. Okay, so the exile... Alright, so it's not off-screen. I I would be shocked if we thought that it was mild. Um, Taylor, do you need us to review the categories we are I'm scrolling down to find it (laughs) okay 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 uh Uh, I would call it moderate uh mm -hmm. because something about his exile is that uh while it wasn't off screen and I wouldn't call its impact on him mild it also wasn't gratuitous or to the point of torture porn like it was very Mm -hmm, much this uh is just what needs to happen and he also didn't seem to dwell on it as like in terms of stuff to dwell on later on in the book as soon as that happened and was over and he had met achilles that chapter of his life was just kind of done it, yeah, it, it wasn't. Like, it wasn't like a haunting specter over the whole story. It, it <laughs> oh set yeah, up points, he doesn't really think about it again. because uh, like there are points where he's like, "Oh, they didn't laugh at my name." Okay, cool. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> like he's not. Like, there are certain things that I would say are a specter upon the book, like uh, 
Uh, but no spoilers. That, that, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that specifically, I, I would count this as moderate. It's a thing. It happens. It happens on screen. Its extent is not drawn out, and it's I would, necessary. Yeah. I would argue that, honestly, maybe even a lot of the stuff that led up to it would have been more severe. But then the actual exile was maybe not a relief, but, like, kind of an end to all of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I agree with moderate because, is what I'm saying, I think. Yeah, just, like, in yeah. terms of what I would consider to be severe, uh, this does not hold a candle to that. Yeah. All right. Uh, for Hovering Shade, um, which is our low spoiler way to refer to a, <laughs> a thing. Um, okay. So, <laughs> um, all right, everyone have your Kleenex. All right. So, uh, for Hovering Shade, for the gratuity rating, uh, moderate se- or severe? It's two chapters. <laughs> Uh, okay. It's Miles? two and a half no. chapters. It's severe. <laughs> uh, Am sorry, I the only one that feels really like that? Tend to make me cry, but like this is one of those books where if I recommend it to someone, it's like, yeah, you might cry. Um, yeah, I cried so, for two days. Yeah. Uh, so do you want to go moderate or severe? Uh, so I think my thing here is I've seen stuff where stuff like this is severe, and I've seen stuff like this where it is t- torture porn uh i i don't know if i would qualify it as severe again it was two and a half chapters it could have been worse i would again put it as moderate but nicole i do see your point for severe it 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 is very poignant and the fact that his it's also it okay here's my argument for severe i think just the act of being the thing that he is is not severe. I think the context around it and I think the things that he was witnessing and unable to affect and also the knowledge of how he was being treated kicks it up to severe. And also, without as spoilers as much as possible, I'm just going to go ahead and say that Achilles' reaction kicks it over to severe. Okay, I- I'll... That's my argument. <laughs> I can explain off of air... <laughs> Again, I won't if be falling on my sword for this. I'll I'll, I'll agree <laughs> to that. Okay. I I can I can say the moment that makes me think that later if I need me to. But... Nah, I, I I understand. Okay. Uh, rape. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think, guys? Okay. So, Actually, here's here's I think the question: Does this kick it over into torture porn? Okay. No, none it's, of it's. Because no. the thing is, so something I will give as a credit to Madeline Miller is specifically, mm-hmm. there is nothing on screen in terms of it's happening to the viewpoint character or it's happening immediately at that time. Everything is either True. referenced or recounted. Uh so while it may have happened to the character who is talking about it, it is not something that we directly see. Uh, That's very which is what, I, what okay. I think keeps it from being that. Uh because even. Which is what I think it keeps it from being torture porn. And also, I think because keeps it, it from is... Being severe. Yeah. yeah, I think it's also not severe, even though we have multiple instances of it. It is... Yeah, like, I, I, didn't I hesitate to call it tasteful. Graphic. I hesitate to call it tasteful, but it's also... I'm not <laughs> horrified. Okay, okay. Look, there's adjectives you shouldn't apply to this topic. 
Uh, so yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to um, figure out how else to say it. I'm not. I I wasn't jarred. Like our our care rating is a separate rating, but mm-hmm. definitely I think one of the things that's going to feed into how we assess the care rating is the fact that they're like it is unmistakable what happened. Uh, and there are like several instance of instances of it and discussion of it, um, both as a potential and as something that happened. Um, but um, it's not. Um, it's I would say it is not like physically explicit or anything. Um, yeah. yeah. So in process so, of elimination, I would If we rated it as severe, it would have be it would be kind of like an area under the graph situation where it happens throughout so much of the book that it adds up to severe, well, while any individual instance could stay at moderate. So, I'll leave that to you too. I I honestly think that that's more of a care rating than it is a trauma rating. Okay, some moderate no, I would I would argue that this is severe, but that it's treated with care, and that we'll talk about that there. Cool. That's that's Sounds my argument. Cool. I can I can explain more, but I I think that it yeah, is just we, treated very we well. Yeah. Uh, hovering. Oh wait. Yes. Exile. <laughs> Exile. Interchangeable, irrelevant, or integral, or integral, interchangeable, or irrelevant. To the plot um, of the book. Okay, the plot of the book. I'm gonna say it is interchangeable. Um, I don't think this had to be how they meet. So Taylor, just as a a, a definition for this, because this one is a little bit, I feel like, slightly more nebulous. Um, so we're talking maybe. based less in the event as it takes place in the story, but as the author inserting it into the book. Yes. So if yes. if the trauma itself was removed entirely, would it change the plot or uh would something else have to be substituted in? So irrelevant is like yeah. Irrelevant is like you can just delete it and like nothing happens. Uh inter- interchangeable is like you could delete it but like something else would need to go there and integral is like that that would actually change the fabric of the book. So while Patroclus himself isn't necessarily haunted by his own exile uh, Mm -hmm. in the way that is overbearing, there is still, like, because the way you're starting, the way you're starting to say it makes me think interchangeable, because that's a great argument for you need something. It didn't have to be that, but you need something. In that spot, for a variety of reasons, it couldn't just be they meet on vacation. Like, you need something (laughs) that is... They meet um, in the Lotus Hotel. Right, exactly. Uh, (laughs) I mean, actually, you know, that that could be a traumatic way for them to meet. Um, Oh, boy. But, like, you need need something that's, like, um, a little bit twisty, uh, kind of not fun, uh, as, like, a catalyst for how this happens. But, like, it... Or, like, it didn't have to be exile. And even if it were exile, it didn't have to be this particular reason for exile. Like, there's a lot of ways in which you could swap something else yeah. out. This, and this still was a keep, specific like, choice. Shape. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I like the choice, though, because they made the point that Patroclus means, like, son of the father. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. in terms yeah. of choice made, I, 
I am not, I would not advocate for anything else to be placed there. While it could be changed out, it's a very good choice. This Mm. isn't whether, to be clear, this rating isn't whether we think they should have changed it. This is like how much, how, how much does this trauma have to be in the book in order for it to be substantially the same story? Um, but it sounds like we're all in agreement on interchangeable. On interchangeable. With the uh, definitions hovering. that y'all have posited, yes. Yes. Yeah. Hovering. No, this is completely ignoring how much it would deviate from the yes. myth. Like, this ignores <laughs> all of that. Because we apply this rating to things that are not retellings. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> other stuff? <gasps> I know, right? Yeah, I know. I mean, looking at our lineup for this year, it's like, no, we, we do. We got we got several retellings uh, planned. I'm so excited. Uh, but anyway... Um, Hovering this, shade. I I honestly want to <coughs> want to argue that this is the year we have the most retellings. Uh, hovering shade. Uh, I don't know what else you could replace it with. No, but if you pulled it from the book, uh, if you pulled I, it from the book, you would boring. end the book. At, no, if you no. pulled it from the book, you would end it. If you pulled it from the book and dying. just switched to Achilles' point of view, I would hate that. You would hate that. But oh, would it still I mean, be the same story. No. Okay. It's, I, it, I think it, it's from Patroclus' <laughs> perspective throughout. We never deviate from his point of view. Uh, okay. So then, I, is it I, interchangeable or integral? I actually integral, think I would say that it's Robin, integral. You have a different view on it. No, I um, you um um I agree that it is uh-oh. integral. Oh, there we go. Okay. Uh, so we're all, so we're saying integral. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't so know. I, sorry, um, my computer disconnected. I just switched to my phone. I agree <laughs> that it's integral. Okay. Um, I just don't know what else could ever be put there. And if you take it out, you chop off the story. You, okay. yeah, it changes the emotional trajectory and it, ch- it like, it, it, it makes this being a book that is frustrating rather than a book where I'm like, you're probably going to cry. Like, that's how fundamentally <laughs> altering or removing this would edit the book. Because also Patroclus's okay. perspective, the perspective taken after that is part of why it resonates is because it is sort of this melancholic divorced sort of feel. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, if we were in the perspective of Achilles, it would be hot rage and hate, which is a very different ending. <laughs> okay. Also, that's it fair. would then end with Achilles being buried, uh, which is also a very different feel. Okay. Uh, rape. <laughs> I unfortunately I think that it is integral to. The, the topic of it, at minimum, is mm. integral, um, because just like this retelling changes a, a in the myth, retelling of rape to not rape, you have to, like, deal with all of these instances, and I, I think that changing them to threatened but not, or people were wrong about what happened, like any of those dodges, I think, would change this particular version of the story, so much that it wouldn't be the same story. I'm so I'm going to say it is it is integral. You're not going having decided to do this story, you're not going to get away from that as a topic. Like Thetis, minimum. Thetis as a character would not be who she is. 
uh, right. that, that whole set of that's either Achilles, and, uh, wouldn't exist Achilles wouldn't exist or the, yeah. okay. or, the uh, or if that had been consensual between her and Peleus and there had been like a nice relationship there the upbringing for Achilles would have been so different as to again make him a different character and make this a different book uh, and he wouldn't just, have met Patroclus probably like or the, the links that you'd have to go to to make him meet him would be just like ridiculous like yeah, no, it's mm-hmm. just in the instance of Thetis alone, that's what makes that integral. And then same with, same with actually, uh... Other characters? Remember, try not to spoil. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's, okay. it's just so much. Uh, uh, I guess, uh, if we go into his, uh, time in Skyros, I believe, mm-hmm. you could change that, but also changing it would change how again Achilles is in this book and then it would change the ending with the character that comes from that so I would also say that as integral unfortunately how clear is the moral directionality so wait the idea of this is hold on Mm -hmm. we still need to do uh sorry care rating yes (laughs) I keep doing this you Um, do this is Taylor this is the fourth recording in a row (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that Robin has tried to skip explicitly the care rating. Uh, I appreciate this book for the level of care that it takes mm-hmm. with a lot of stuff, especially from it being the perspective of Patroclus, who is a very empathetic and mm-hmm. uh, sympathetic and compassionate character. Like He embodies all three of those things in dealing with other characters. Uh, so... The way we do this rating is we say yes, like it's just straight up treated with care. Enough, as in usually enough ends up being like either they could have put more care into it and they just didn't or um, you couldn't really have put more care in it without kind of negating the trauma entirely. That ends up being our enough. Uh, Not enough should have done more. Or also sometimes you can't really give it care without negating the trauma ends up there as well. And then just straight up no. <laughs> so. So I would exile. put it on. Oh. Uh, we still do this per per trauma. Uh, so exile. Yes, enough, not enough, or no. I'm also leaning yes. Yeah, I, I definitely think this was treated with care. Like, especially if, like the associated secondary trips that are bound up in the exile. Just yeah. like as a whole package. It was definitely treated with care. And and Taylor, um, your point earlier about our character not really dwelling on it, I think is a big part of that. Um, yeah, he's not woe is me. Not that you can't be right. that <laughs> as someone but who has specifically been... not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Grandmore, I... do you have book opinions today? <laughs> All right. So yes, for hi. exile. Uh, hovering for hovering shade. shade. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say. Uh, okay, I feel like okay. I I don't think that we can say yes on a part of the book that is, as I said, meant to make you cry. Like, this, <laughs> like this is the part of the book responsible for the probably read this with tissues warning. Like. <laughs> But like, also, I don't think he can just uh, get a yes, but maybe enough. I, I would also argue that the other characters' reactions to this trauma 
kick it down from yes because there's there's just so much stuff that is very traumatic that this character is witnessing as a direct result <laughs> and okay, there's some I, pretty explicit pretty pretty uh pretty traumatic things that other characters are doing i can't say i cried for two days and give it a yes although i will say <laughs> like for what it is without subtracting from it i think she did what she I think the author did what she could for it, so I will also say enough. Yeah. But enough in, the, like, the most positive flourish of the pen. Oh, oh and it, yeah. it's not necessarily, it's, it's not, like, a negative judgment on it if we say that something, like, didn't have care or was not enough care. And, like, in this case, when I say that, like, no, we can't just say yes, I'm like, no, I think this was meant to be a thing to make you cry, like, on purpose. <laughs> She like worked I at this would for be 10 shocked years. if it wasn't I would be shocked if it weren't written with that understanding like <laughs> you know like you know if we if we read if we read a horror book and then rate all of the topics as not yeses like <laughs> that is not a negative that's just like that's just how this goes understand uh, sometimes yep um yeah, sometimes a no is like, well, and that's just how it had to be. We're not saying you had, we're not saying we'd want something different. That's uh, all about. So uh, are we on, what are we actually feeling for this? Because <laughs> we've given a lot of justification, oh, I'm saying, but no actual level. I'm saying enough. Uh, enough. You think enough? Okay. It's either enough or not enough. It's not a no. I was leaning toward not enough. Okay. Um. Actually, no, I take that back. The things that are associated with it shouldn't be direct comparison. So maybe, so yeah, enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then the rape, I'm going to say, I think, I think enough. Um, it's a lot of enough here. There's, there's <laughs> this is a very like, even book. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, the, it, no, you, but you're right. Like, Patroclus's uh, narration through it always, it, it mm, gives a pretty mm -hmm. even weight to a lot of stuff. Uh, That's a good it, point. It's like, this yeah. is important. It matters to the plot. These things happen. This is how they are. <laughs> this is how he feels about them. This is how angry he is that this is, like, a <laughs> thing that's going on or threatened or whatever. Um uh yeah i definitely think um enough but as i said like it is you know it's part of the like whole area under the graph thing like there's some <laughs> books where they're like severe and not enough because of one single scene somewhere in the book and this is like a pretty steady consistent level of this topic just like never going away never getting to fade to the background it is always relevant for the whole thing so yeah definitely say enough um but you know please definitely take care of yourselves this uh, is this is enough out. i would also kick on our sometimes variable in this category of your mileage may may vary um, yes like especially if you're a survivor of sexual assault this you know you take care of yourself and figure out whether a story where multiple characters origin stories involve sexual assault is a thing that you want to read um and it's totally cool <sighs> if that answer is no like seriously yeah um mm -hmm. as someone with we, trauma you, over this i found this book to be to not ring any 
alarm doorbells for me, but that might not be the case with other people. Okay. Your mileage is absolutely going to vary. It didn't hurt me, but it could for other people, and that's not to be discounted. Yep. Okay. Uh, All, right. All right. Now to <laughs> Finally. the moral directionality. <laughs> Uh, um, and just as a, a recap for this one, because uh, this is still a relatively new rating, and also Taylor, I don't know if you knew about this one before. Uh, we are rating the morality, moral directionality of what the author wants our us as readers to agree with, to think is correct. So we have three tiers. We have clear, where the author says, these people are right and you should agree with them. We have, or these people are wrong, and you should not agree the, with them. Depending that too. on the emphasis, yeah, that's very that's a good point. Uh, then we have muddy, which is like sometimes you just don't know <laughs> how you as an, as a reader are supposed to feel. And then tangled is either everybody is right or everybody is wrong, or sometimes people are variable depending on the situation, and you as a an or a reader are not always sure how you're supposed to feel about this. Like, maybe you always know what this particular character's path is, but, like, they can't all be right, but they've all made very good arguments. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) Uh, I'm kind of looking through our books to see. I I don't know. I don't think any of of our recent titles are, like, ubiquitous enough in the common people just talking about them for me to think you would just be familiar with them without having read them. Um, Yeah. We haven't, there's a series I want to cover that we haven't covered yet. Um, but where, like, uh, let's, yeah, uh, yeah. Hunger Games is an example. Stick- we were not yeah. doing this at the time, but we would have rated that very clear. Or yes. maybe muddy. Yes. At best. It but like, you know what characters well. are yeah. explicitly on the bad side, so to speak. Hunger Games probably would have been clear. It probably would have been clear because the muddiness is figuring out whether people are on the side that they're supposed to be on. I, but I think the first book anyway, would have been clear and the, the other Hunger two Games. would have been muddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for this one... This is the whole Song book of Achilles, topic. Yes. Uh, so looking at the whole book... Um, look, I, I think you don't... I don't think it gets to be clear. No. It definitely I, doesn't. I honestly might even I, there, I might even lean toward tangled. Yeah. Like people have and, and like tangled can involve like there's a whole bunch of bad like there's no there's no there's no Hi, one Grimoire. person where you are like, <laughs> ah, we're cool with all the stuff they did. Like, not even Patroclus. Like, um... And Patroclus is not even cool with everything anybody does. I'm sorry, this yeah, is Chiron slander and I won't stand for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but that's, okay. see, that's where we get to Tangled. Like, um... <laughs> exactly. Look, I mean, so Taylor, you're gonna argue that the person who literally trains children to die for centuries has <laughs> nothing a little bit weird about what's going on? Hey, he was training them for music and medicine. It's not his fault they were sent off to war. That's but a good point. You only get to say that after the first one. Uh, so. Also, a part of his life, if I'm understanding, is tied to teaching children for centuries. So just lay off my centaur friend. <laughs> and and all of this i'm also not in most of the book <laughs> i'm not going to disagree with you on the tangled rating i'm joking here partially <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah uh 
but uh, I'm not going to disagree with that. It's Greek mythology. If your Greek mythology is ever clearer, I think you've done something wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that is what I was going to say. Like you, you've missed a point. Um, yeah, if, if I, your Greek mythology retelling is clear, if I've like, ever you've missed probably a lot of things. If I'm ever agreeing with Hercules or everything that Orpheus does, I just don't need to be here. <laughs> I'm not over here, like. Tantalus did nothing wrong. Like, it's Greek mythology. <laughs> oh, oh. I would oh, read gosh. that book, though. Um, that would be very funny. <laughs> could you could you imagine a Greek retelling from the point of view of the character who's telling it, and they assume that they're right the whole time? Now, that might just be the Iliad again. <laughs> yeah, I think that's but, just the Iliad again. <laughs> uh, still. Yeah, I'm still saying anyway, Tantalus uh, did nothing wrong. I fully support Hercules. <laughs> this rating is clear, and we're done. Hades is always right. <laughs> Hades, yes, always right. I love Apollo. Everything he's ever done. I think Zeus nope, is nope. under. Oh no, we're getting. I I want to just. <laughs> I'm for, joking. For people I'm who joking. can't detect all, sarcasm, yeah. I would like to be extremely care about the. Look, you mentioned Apollo. I I don't want. Laura Olympus stands to like <laughs> get so mad at us um because uh Hermes all, is just a little Apollo, love he's just awful. a little male delivery he's always okay I <laughs> love Kara <laughs> guys I need to pause it I have read the Percy Jackson books and I have read most retellings of just from the gods I have not read uh Laura Olympus I am coming you at this <laughs> from a facetious comical perspective <laughs> but with that being said yeah anyway uh <laughs> if your greek mythology retelling could reasonably be described as morally clear uh <laughs> you've messed something up is, something well, is something yeah. is something is wrong like we try not to give like hard opinions of that category on this podcast but like i am pretty confident in the like you've missed something and you probably need to like check some stuff <laughs> If it is unambiguous um, about everything. Uh, anyway, uh, trauma and aftermath. What was the point of view? It is Patroclus for all Forever. of this, unless I've missed something. It's all Patroclus. It's, <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but I'm not going to because it's a spoiler. Uh, yeah, it's just Patroclus all the way down. Um, no turtles. I think all you right. can swim. Speaking of uh, being morally tangled, the trope spotter uh, this time is What the Hell, Hero, where a character um, in it's important that it's an in-universe call out. Yes. Um, they call out one of the heroes for doing something clearly unheroic, if not outright heinous. Uh, and Patroclus's reaction to what Achilles is apparently totally cool with Agamemnon attempting to do. Um, that is at least a specific what the hell hero moment uh, <laughs> in this book. So. Uh, and all right. What is your favorite non-traumatic thing about the book? I really liked the time with Charon. Uh, Chiron, sorry. Charon is a completely different symbol in Greek mythology. I really like that time. Uh, it. Yeah. It it's was lovely. Yeah. If 
the one reg- that's why it's over yeah oh uh, yeah i think grimoire agrees with me and i'm right because <laughs> i'm always right i'm not always right uh i i really like that time like if i had to just frame a part of the book and put it on my wall i would do a scene from that just them being afforded the opportunity to be boys because something mm-hmm. that Patroclus realizes is once he gets there is, oh, we thought we were grown. We're not. Uh, and <laughs> we are Chiron, And Chiron giving them that chance to explore and learn at their own pace. I think that's really sweet. And I don't think this book would have worked without that. Um, A little bit since I read this. And because it is extremely popular, I could not get it back out from the library in time unless I wanted to be like number 40 something for nine copies, uh, which did not seem like a good time. Um, I. Okay, I. Like. I really do like the relationship between Achilles and Patroclus here. Like, it's like it. It makes sense. It works really well. It's consistent with how they're characterized in this, in like throughout the book, like the, the, but I, I think like their, their early interactions when they first meet, um, are like some of my favorite. Cause you've got like, you know, I don't know, just, I'm kind of a sucker for the, like, you know, trying to get someone who's like really closed off to like soften up and just like relax every once in a while. Um, like I really like those kind of moments. Um, and like that kind of like dynamic early on was really nice. Everything when uh, they're, ki- well, not everything, uh, <laughs> most of the stuff when they're kids, it's just really lovely. I am going to, maybe continue my my uh habit of having favorite things being traumatic adjacent uh i really like how combat was described and how combat training was described in this book what a Uh, surprise it (laughs) (laughs) it was it was granular enough to give me at least a very clear picture of what they were actually doing and what they were trying to accomplish, which those two things don't always exist in the same story. And I, I appreciated that. Um, but it didn't overtake whatever, everything else that was going on. Um, and so it just felt like a really good balance in a book that where, quite frankly, if it were all romance, I would struggle reading it (laughs) and instead i was like oh this is actually really engaging and also i'm following everything that's going on um so i really i really personally appreciated that the care taken just in Mm -hmm. the writing of this book uh in the author's note she said this took over a decade that's very apparent uh and Uh that's part of why i love it so much i think is because even when i disagree with some of the stuff the author did i can see how she got there and i don't know i this is just a very it made me cry for two days but i was willing to record this because i was willing to do that again <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a that's that's a big testament to the way it was written for sure well uh thank you so much for joining us for song of achilles taylor do you have anything to plug uh there's a podcast called The Magnus Archives, which ended about a year ago yesterday. <laughs> it's a horror anthology podcast. 
uh, told through the perspective of tape recorders picking up on audio recordings that the main characters are doing. Uh, I run a server for it. Uh, a fan server. A fan right? server. Yeah, I run a fan server for yeah, it yeah. themed around uh, fan works and discussion of it and analysis. Uh, that's pretty much the most creative thing I do right now. Uh, <laughs> I wrote a book when I was 14, but I, my call to be here is I'm their sibling. So, yeah, that's what I do. You're that's, still that's allowed not to That's strictly stuff. the only reason. <laughs> Yeah, just like the things that I do, or I I run a fan server for a I mean, horror podcast, and I wrote a book when I was fourteen. You, I was gonna say at at your tender age of of under twenty, I'm not gonna specify exactly how old you are. Uh, you have the most published writing experience of anyone in our immediate family. <laughs> like you're uh, on here for your experience in uh, Ava fiction writing stuff i was gonna say my wife is literally a published poet not in not uh, in specifically not in novels specifically not in okay. non-poetry uh if in terms of that's true in terms of uh, narrative short stories i have the most <laughs> you, you uh, have yeah, the most sit yeah. down write a story published experience I was published alongside Timothy Zahn uh, in the uh, mystery anthology for Origins Game Fair. I believe you can find us at uh, Down and Out Books. Uh, I'm Taylor Kerr. Uh, That's what I can say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. yeah. Find find their stuff. Uh, I mean... If you want us to, we'll put a link to the fan server. But like, I don't know no. how many people. Okay. No, you don't. You don't. You don't want our audience to come see what's up and give you more things to moderate. That doesn't sound like a good. I time. mean, we do have an adult. Uh, we have. We do have an adult uh, version of the server for uh, older folks. Because once I turned eighteen, nice. it was like, oh wow, we kind of need this. <laughs> also, I was wrong about where we are published. So, oops. Oh, no. Uh, com is where I was published. Uh, but I, I'm just going to recommend the podcast. It's a really good podcast. Uh, and I've now been running a server about it for about a year. And the podcast has also made me cry for days on end. So it has that <laughs> stamp of approval from me. <laughs> so if you like crying for days on end, check out the Magnus Archives, yeah. I think is the takeaway. Uh, also, if you just like horror, so- it's really well done. <laughs> yeah. All right, Taylor, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you, audience. And we will catch you in a fortnight. Ta-ta for now. All music used in this podcast was created by Nicole as Heartbeat Art Co. and is used with permission. Our transcriptionist is Heather. Follow her on Twitter at MamaDragon20. We're proud members of the Certain Point of View Network. Find all the CPOV shows at www.certainpov.com. You can contact us on Twitter at Books That Burn or by email at Books That Burn at Yahoo.com. Please consider leaving us a tip at Kofi.com slash Books That Burn or becoming a monthly supporter on Patreon.com slash 
watch Books That Burn. All patrons get access to our upcoming book list bonus content, including the second half of all interviews, and will receive a one-time shout-out. To get updates on our written reviews, recent episodes, and newly completed transcripts, subscribe to our fortnightly newsletter at buttondown.email slash books that burn. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a review wherever you're listening. This helps people to find the show. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks.